I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Bonus content for everyone out there. Courtney and Joe, we are counting down our 2020 favorite shows of the year. Courtney, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good about leaving 2020. It hasn't all been a disaster. I think some people, you know, really exacerbate that a little bit. Um, But, you know, out of all the chaos, craziness, sadness, stress, and all the other adjectives, um, I think that there has been some good shows that have come out. Yes, I think you used the wrong baiting uh, when you mentioned what people have been doing. But we're going to hop right in and we are going to give our like top five. Yeah. I guess I'm well, I'm going to start off with a couple notable ones. They didn't make my top five, okay. but they were fun. Okay. Uh, one, Shit's Creek. Uh, <laughs> I only put it on here because I haven't seen the last season. I'm completely fucking obsessed with the show. Yeah. We watch it every night. It's like The Office. You know, like how you can just put The Office on in the background and just watch it, watch it, watch it. Yes. I'm consuming this in such large portions that I find myself becoming David throughout the day. Yeah, well, you are pretty much David mixed with Cameron from uh, Modern Family. But I have been pushing Shit's <laughs> Creek on you for quite a while now and you've resisted. Um, I discovered it a few years ago and I was elated to find it because um, I had a friend who liked it and it came as a recommendation and it's so fucking funny that like <laughs> like I don't know how to describe it like everything about it is hysterical in every way shape and form like if you have not seen Shit's Creek because it's Canadian television and you're just discovering it on Netflix like you need to do a deep dive I actually I went to uh we did a they did a pop-up shop here of a rose apothecary um at the Beekman Brothers Mercantile. Um, if you don't know what that is, you'll have to look it up. Um, <laughs> but it was super exciting. I also have had tickets for a Q&A of Shit's Creek for several months that it has been postponed. Someday it will happen, I guess. Um, it's an excellent show. It's, it's not only funny, it's very um, telling about struggles. And also just like, it's it, it exists in a world where there's not you know, it's Canada. So everyone's nice and they're not homophobic and they have good health care. So like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Canadian television. Uh, Letter Kenny, I found years ago when I had the pirate it off the internet before Hulu grabbed it. And uh, I, I was very late to the game on this, but I am elated that I found it and I can just binge the shit out of it. Yes. Um, next one I'm going to talk about is called a teacher. Uh, it is with oh. Kate Mara. She has sex with a student. <laughs> it is off the rails. I fell in love with the show for about the first couple episodes. And to be honest with you, I haven't watched the last couple. It, I just lost me. I um I have not gotten into that show yet. And let me explain why. I feel like if the roles were reversed and that was a man who had sex with yep. a teenage student female we would be saying it it would be a true crime story, not some sexy like drama. (laughs) And I feel like I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't tune into that. Like, I feel like I'm giving the wrong message by giving them viewership. Yeah. It, it just lost me. It was very interesting and intriguing and different at first, but it kind of just, 
I got I just rode that horse into the ground. I think too quick. Oh. What, I what, just what, watched like, the give first me a thing of it. Like I know the premise, but give me like the tone. Like what's the thing? So she's like she's married and she's like sneaking around with this dude with this kid, and they're like fucking all the time and they like go and they rent like a ranch house for his birthday and they're just like having sex all the time and it's just oh. it's just off-putting and i stopped watching it oh, and um, what is he 16 was it sweet 16 no party? he just turned he's just turned 18 in the episode okay but and then like in the last episode she accidentally told one of the other teachers and stuff it's so fucking she stupid Okay. Get drunk and told someone about it, but it was it was dumb. Uh, but I did enjoy it um, at the beginning, just because I think I had nothing else to watch. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, my next last honorable mention is the show Dave. Uh, it's about Little Dicky, the rapper, and kind of loosely based off his life. I did like the show, and I didn't watch the last episode. You've been trying. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like one of those. I used to have. Sorry if you're listening to this, but Justin and I, our friend Mike, used to live with us. And I always used to make the joke about Mike that, like, we would be watching a movie and there'd be 15 minutes left. He'd be like, well, I'm going to bed. And I was like, who fucking could do that? Like, <laughs> but you're that person, too. It's like, just finish the thing. Yeah, it's funny. It's just like, uh, he has a little dick. Like, his name's Little Dicky. Like, I love Little Dicky. You're always Dickie. trying to push those. I don't know who he is or what he is or what he stands for. And I don't think I can get behind it. So we actually have something in the nursery that Lindsay made from a little Dicky song. It's about the earth. He like made the song about the earth and brought in a bunch of celebrities and other artists to like, it's actually a really good song. And did that get a second season or anything? Or is that just Oh like yeah. Yeah. Instantly. It oh, was like the okay. second episode in, they were like, they were like, give us all of it. Cause it's actually a pretty good show. I just, I don't know. I didn't watch the last episode. It's about him going to jail and stuff. It wasn't appealing to me. Oh, okay. All right. Number five for me, uh, Lovecraft Country. So this was an HBO joint. It was J.J. Abrams. It was, well, it was Peel and Abrams. So it was like amazing. Uh, you mentioned this one when we did uh, the kickoff for season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the once again, the first couple episodes really, it was one of the best first episodes I've seen of a show in quite some time. It made me even go out and buy the book because uh, I wanted to like read and watch along. But of course, it didn't happen. I kept watching. Um, but it got weird. It got, I'm not going to lie, it got weird towards the end and kind of off story and just weird abstract. because it has that sci fi element or. Yeah, the sci-fi element. It just the episode became like the storyline became abstract. I, I I don't want to like. I know we spoil everything. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, without giving yeah, too but, much away. Like I I feel this was a great series. Like it was really good. It was strong. Uh, the characters were very well put together. But just the way it ended, in the storyline, just you know, it's based off the book. So I assume this they just followed the book's ending, which you know, one day I'll read it. Um, because I can already tell there's some differences from starting to read it or the good chunk that I, the quarter of it that I read. Um, it was interesting. It, it was nice. It, I love that it was based off African-American family, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the segregated South and that stuff you don't see, um, yeah. you know, Jordan Peele's behind it. So the, he's going to oh, bring genius. that to the table. He is a genius. Yeah. He's been bringing that to the table and I like it. It was very much you put yourself into their shoes during this time period and 
uh, it was it was great. Uh, very well done. That's cool. That's neat. What's I your number what? five? I didn't, Joseph, if you know me, like you know me, I didn't make a list. Okay, I didn't make a fucking list. I go right off the cuff. Because all right, just talk to me. Let me explain to you what my life has been lately. All right, let's talk about that for number five, which is <laughs> I've been watching old episodes of Dawson's Creek and jumping around in my favorite parts, where I've actually invited Justin into the living room and made him watch my favorite parts of season three <laughs> as I explained oh. to him a love story. Okay, so Poor I didn't guy. make a number five, but there's a couple good shows that I have um, watched. And I'm not sure if it's on your list too. Um, I just finished as of yesterday, um, Unbelievable, uh, the limited series on Netflix. I don't know what that is. Hit me up with it. Okay, so that, um, it's actually based off a true story, and it kind of runs in two parallel storylines. Part of it runs 2008, 2009, part of it runs 2011, and it's basically about a serial rapist. And in the very beginning, this girl goes and gives a report how she was, you know, somebody broke in, she was raped in the middle of the night, she's probably... I don't know, 18 years old. And basically the like they believe her in the beginning, but some of her details don't jive and she recants on it. And 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 it's like, okay. You know as a viewer that she's telling the truth that she was raped, but she, but it's it's a little complex as to why she recants. But in the next episode, these detectives in the 2011 storyline are meeting with other people who have been raped and they figure out that the rapist was hitting different districts because the, the police departments don't speak to each other. And that's how he was getting away with it for so long. So by the, you know, and that's kind of how it follows. Um, very good show, very um, female led show. Both the detectives, the lead detectives are women. Um, it was nicely done. And I like that it was based on a true story. My number four, I just want to say something. Okay, you season two came out right before 2020, but it kind of leaked in the 2020. You would be my number one, but we're going to throw that out the window. To be because... fair, Joseph's not saying me would be number one. He means the show you would be. The show you. It's fabulous. I read the book. I made everyone I work with my last job read the books. Yeah, you're very it's into that. I. Um, oh, so good. I couldn't even make it all the way through season one. I just didn't like his demeanor and i didn't like i'll be very honest i did not like how gaunt he looks compared to how he was in gossip girl how dare you but that's but he used to look better okay that's what i wanted to say all right apparently i had two number five so that, or i don't know how to number um haunting of bly manor i had tied for number five so we're just going to do an extra well, this is your fault i didn't watch it because you were bitching on facebook about it so i thought well joe's bitching about it i better not watch it and now you're putting it on the list as number five. As number five B. <laughs> yeah, five B. So once again, another horror series, great potential, great storyline in the beginning, fell apart at the end. Wasn't scary as the first season. It's so like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, keep up with like um, American Horror Story and do kind of that same where bring back the same characters. Everyone plays a different one. What's the what's the name of what's the type of series that that is um an anthology yeah so they're trying to do an anthology for this and just yeah. have haunted houses i'm here for it like yeah. i like the characters oh i God. like the you actors know, i love that yeah i just you know it just it didn't slap like this first season a lot of, am i wrong in when i saw the preview it's more british too 
Yeah, it takes place in England. It, don't, you don't get that vibe, though. I don't dig on a Brit cat. Like, I don't like too many No, you, you very much don't get that vibe when you're okay. watching it. She's right. an American in Britain. Okay, okay. So, you don't get that vibe. how do you think that it was different compared to the season one? Obviously, it's a completely different storyline and characters, but, like... It wasn't scary. Yeah. It wasn't jump out of the seat scary. Or is it more thought-provoking? Yeah, it was more like they tried to twist and turn the storyline. Okay. Maybe I'll still It just wasn't about. scary. Okay. Um, I, uh, are you, <laughs> of course I got it. Mine's going to be all whacked out shit, but, uh, are you familiar with the Nexium cult? That was the big. what? Nexium. The way they spelled it was N-I-X-V-M. You are familiar with it because when we oh, did. Oh, did it with the Nike shoes and I'll kill you? No, 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 no. When we did, um, uh, Smallville, we talked about how that girl got in that cult. Oh, yeah, yes. called, but they like I say, they spell it NXIVM. Uh, so there's a show out, it's called The Vow, and it's a documentary all based on that cult. I have that would be my number four, I guess, as I'm making the list as I go, because um, they have people on there who have quote unquote, you know, escaped the cult, I guess you want to say, and it's very interesting. They get a lot of details about. Um, what was her name? Mac. What was her th- What was her name from Smallville? Al- Who's no idea. Name? Allison Mac. Right? Allison Mac. The one that was in Smallville. The one that got in all that trouble. So they they talk about her in that. Like they talk about Keith Rainier, the guy that was the main person of it. And it's so fucking insane, Joseph. Because the way it starts out, it gets like it gets like eerier and eerier. And at one point the way it had transitioned into like this cult thing, as opposed to like, it started off as like a self-help thing was like, then there was like a secret group where like, Oh, women is supposed to be like a women's group, but like an offshoot of this thing. And they were branding them. Okay. Fucking branding them with a hot brand, like above their vagina. And oh, the women, oh, it's a sex cult. It's a sex cult. So the women thought they were being branded and thought it was symbols that meant like, I all the mountains and the moon or fucking some shit and when you turned it one way it was kr for keith rainier and when you turned it another way it was a m for allison mack that's why she got in so much fucking shit in the sex cult part oh jesus i tried watching the scientology one and like i just like whatever it's boring it's no the scientology one is like you know this is a documentary series so you can jump around episodes so uh interesting stuff Interesting. Number four, I have upload. Oh, okay. Well, we talked, you know, 2020 feels like it's been going on for, you know, conservatively six and a half years. So like, I forgot <laughs> that it even came out in 2020. Um, yeah. You've talked about this several times. So it's, it's yeah. by the gentleman who made the office in parks and rec. And it's just, I put it in this list cause my list is pretty dark and like, yeah for what i watch is like my wife's like why do you always watch like crime and action shit like why don't you watch anything happy this is like very much something year. that what <laughs> this is a depressing year what else are we gonna watch this is very much um a fun show it was yes. fun and that's why i put it on here because it was fun i enjoyed watching it it was like generally happy mm-hmm. um you can watch it together as a family um it was fun if you like uh, what's that one with Kristen Bell. Um, the new, uh, the Good Place. So, if you like the Good Place, yeah. check out Upload. It's very much the same thing. Yes, I, 
I really like that show too. I like um I like how it's like slightly in the future, but you can kind of see it like happening very close to now. I if hope so. Elon sense. Musk is going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really cool. Um, I think the acting is great. I think um, I like this the kind of love story that's unfolding with it. So, all right. What's next for you? Oh, so I don't know. I mean, this is an obviously no particular order, but I dug, and I was pissed that you didn't tag me on this. I dug on the Queen's Gambit. Uh, that's on my list too. So let's we'll just talk about it now. That's okay. my number two. Okay. Okay. I um. I waited a little while to watch this. Um, Me too. I watched a movie called Thoroughbreds before it that the same girl was in. I kind of prepped myself for the show, I guess. It had nothing to do with it. But um, I really liked that this was, like, smart, okay? This is not a true story, but they chose to make um, a series that's based around chess, which is, like, a really highbrow thing and we're so like fucking techy all the time and we always think we're you know yolo and all that bullshit like i loved that this was like the 60s and it's chess and she's smart and she's detail oriented and like and and it's so fucking interesting i was like what is going to be interesting about a show about chess it was like number one. It had broken every streaming record. I'm like, guys, what the fuck is going on right now? Are we that bored? And then I got into it, and there was like this substance abuse. There's like so much depth to this show. The acting is superb. The costume, everything. Like, and her the demeanor, details. her attitude is so good. Even the years she's a teenager, like when she walks up, she's like, okay, like sign me up for the main. Or like she's just so like, you know. Uh, right to the point and um have you ever played chess joe do you play chess i do i played i play chess but I, I don't know the moves i didn't know that there's like ways to do it oh yeah i mean please i am by no means a good chess player or whatever but we've played since we were kids and it's funny because right before i watched this my mother calls me one day and she says do you have that uh, glass chess board i was like the one i brought my brother years ago and she's like, I think I got rid of it. Right? So I was like, why would you get rid of it? Like, it was my present to Jordan. And Jordan's like, I've been looking for it. I want to play chess. And like him and his friend had gotten super into chess. And then all of a sudden, out comes this series. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. Like, it's just so random that the two matched up. So we were like already like into chess, like leading into this show. Yeah, no, it was such a good show. It was acting. Like I said, everything was just so to the point. This is Netflix one percent like they nailed it yeah um i think it was great i really do what was your so that was your number two because i kind of snuck in there what was your number three uh it's a show called young wallander um so a little bit off the beaten path for folks it's a cop show that takes place actually in sweden um you don't have to worry about british accents that you hate yeah um so it's a a show based off uh, a series of books um about this uh detective wallander and this is when he first becomes a detective and uh it's so good like the acting is superb it's only six episodes you can definitely digest it um it's edgy modern um deals with like real life stuff like terrorism and um it's it just like i don't know there's so is many it, is there any different... truth to it or is it all um no no it's oh, okay. all like it's based off a bunch of books oh okay it basically starts where this guy this 
this um, cop, he lives in the projects and they find a kid chained to uh, the whole projects finds a kid chained to a tennis court with a grenade in his mouth. Oh my gosh. Um, and obviously he tries to save him, but the kid blows up uh, through this. They find so much like corruption and stuff. They talk about Nazis and this protest and the stuff that's very relatable to today um, comparative to that. And this, I don't know, it's so deep. There's so it's like really good show. It's a really good show. I don't want to give away too much other stuff, but it's like very much today. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm kind of going to group a few shows together here. Okay. Which is like, as I said, I seriously have forgotten that these came out in 2020 because I feel like there's so many segments to this year that I I have lost track. Um, I'm not even kidding around anymore. So a, a couple of these were very interesting and new reality shows that came out and um, which were Love is Blind and The Circle. Oh, yeah. So those are like reality love shows. Yeah, well, the circle is it. Um, Love is blind. The concept behind that was, and this is earlier in the year. Like, God, like I said, it, the year's been going on forever. But um, the concept was that every day, and this was actually like, it wasn't one of those forced reality shows. Like this, they earnestly did this. So uh, I don't know how many days or weeks or however this went on, but where they literally just sit and talk to each other, and someone else on the side of the wall, they can't see them. They don't know what they look like. They only know what they sound like, what they're, you know, what they're talking about. Um, and then the only way that they get to see them is a promise to be engaged. And then it goes on, like, once they finally see each other. And did you watch it at all? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's very. I, actually, like, I think I've seen that. Like, um... Oh, it's very interesting. And, like, some of them, because I still follow them on Instagram, and it's been, like, pretty well, you know, through the year here. Well, mm-hmm. and they actually, they. To be fair, they probably got together last year when it was taped, right? And then it came out this year. So, yeah, they're like people still together. And some of, in the end, some of them actually got married. Some of them didn't, obviously. Um, and they're still together. At least that's, two or three of the couples are still together. Yeah, three of them. That's, that's good. That's One good of them the didn't show, get married, yeah. but they are together. And then the other two got married and they're still together. It's very interesting. And then the circle came out right about that time too. And this is so, I want to be on this fucking show. Okay, Joe. And you and I would kill at the show. You have oh, a- is it to be, try to become famous? No, 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 no. It's, um, you haven't watched this one. I take it when we're done. You got to watch this later. So you go in kind of like an apartment complex and you have your own little apartment and you're only engaging with the other people in the apartment complex through um, like an internet persona. So you can go in there and pretend to be a hot chick if you're like a fat old dude. And like, so however you think you'll win the game and you try to like form these friendships and by the end they vote for like one person to win basically. I'm not explaining it super well, but like it's so interesting because you could just sit there and say whatever the fuck you want, send any pictures you want. Like, you go in there with a persona, and either, Mm -hmm. like, you could be Joe Cronin, or like I said, you could be, like, you could be a model. Like, it's all in how well you do and navigate and build friendships with people. It's fucking cool. So, I'm, um, those are a couple reality shows that I think have kind of taken a new angle this year that I think were really interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge reality TV guy, but if there's a show that's good, I'll I'll watch it. I got hooked on The Bachelor for a while. I even did, like, Fantasy Bachelor with my friends. (laughs) 
and stuff. I, I don't know. You know, I grew up in, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I grew up in the of love days on VH1 and I even worked on a couple of the shows as I think I've talked about before. So I never got into The Bachelor because I was all about like flavor of love and rock of love. And I worked on Frank the Entertainer in a Basement Affair. Um, <laughs> so um, I never got into The Bachelor because I think I had my fill with that. So I, I have been away from it for so long besides like Jersey Shore every now and then that I think I was just like, oh, like these are very interesting reality shows. There was another one too. Oh, what was that called? That one was all about sex and shit. But I can't remember what it's called, Joe. But it was if they <laughs> if they kissed or something, they got deducted points. Yes, when they no yeah. not points, they would take money off the pile. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was it. That, what the fuck was that show? That was hysterical too. All right, you ready for my number one? I am. You're gonna laugh. Okay. I just finished it today. The Mandalorian number one. Oh, God. Oh, Holy Lord. shit. I hear, you know, Joe, I don't know shit about shit in Star Wars, but I hear good things about that. I really do. Okay. If only Mandalorian in the first three films existed, it would be perfect. It takes place right after the third film, like the original three. Why? Oh, you original. I was going to say the new, like the first three. I get no, what you're the saying. original three. Okay. okay. So like with the original cast and stuff, it takes place right after the Death Star blows up. I've never seen Star Wars show. I didn't even know the Death Star blew up, but I'm going to assume you mean episode. All right. Six. It's not a fucking spoiler. Like, but you mean you, episode six, right? Like the, in this, if you're going in sequential. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So not, not the new stuff, not the, the pre ones they tried to do episode one, two, and three, those sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so well done. It's written by John Favreau. Yes, um, I knew that. Know, he is a fan, first of all. And just, I fucking love Baby Yoda. Like, I can't get enough of Baby Yoda. He's a cute little thing, isn't it? He, he has the biggest little personality in the show. His actual, name's actually Grogon in, in the show, we find out. That's not a big spoiler. It's all over the place now. Oh, okay. But it, the ending, the season finale of season two is close to one of the best series finales I've ever seen in my entire life. I literally stood up and was like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Oh. So if you are big in the Star Wars and you haven't watched it yet, your mind's going to fucking explode. I'm sorry for cursing. My mind exploded. I, I've never actually like very few times have I jumped up out of my seat? Yeah. During so a thing and been like, and been so pumped to see what happens. Man, I miss that feeling. I haven't mm-hmm. had a good one of those in a while. This is like one of the only shows that makes me put down my phone. And besides like Game of Sense, Game of Thrones, and like it's it's Mandalorian time. Like oh, it's time to cool. watch it. That's cool. Um, I like that a lot. And I, it just, for that reason alone, made it my favorite. And it's just really well done. It's it's it ties in things together. You're seeing um, stories tied very well together. Uh, you're you're seeing a bunch of things, and this is it's everything that every other kind of spinoff has ever tried to do. Oh, and guess who's in it? Who? Katie Sackoff. Oh, your girl, your girl, Katie. Yeah. Uh, so I was pretty excited about she that. She loves that um, realm, doesn't she? She. She brings up a role that she was in, like, the cartoons. Okay. They had, like, cartoons, cartoon movies, like, uh, animated movies. Like, th- like 
computer digitally animated. Gotcha. For like the hardcore nerd watchers that I didn't watch, but I, I get where they were coming from. Gotcha. I didn't need to. I very much can just hop right in. Um, but it was awesome. Um, it was great. What's your number one? For my number one, I actually picked a show that started in 2020, not just something I've been watching in 2020. Um, and it's I think I've talked about it to you before. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which seems fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it's so even my mom likes it. My mom barely watches television. OK, she watches like this is us and that's it. So um, when you see a preview for it. Because they sing, it's this whole thing where she sees people singing in her head and like dancing and shit, and you're like, oh, this isn't gonna last long. But it got a season two. But um, when you watch the first episode, I literally cried in the first pilot episode because um, it goes along the story of also her dad has like this neurodegenerative um disease, and like so part of it is like because she can because people like sing and dance to her what's in their mind and they're like their feelings that's the way like she sees some things about him and like he he doesn't talk anymore and stuff but at one point he does like a song and dance number four in the very first episode and it's like i mean tears um so it's really good and it goes through the whole season and it's actually a lot more uh deep than it comes off as it's a very good show and because like i say this year has been going on forever i actually forgot that it started this year thought it started in 2019, but it's 2020. <laughs> and it has the guy from Pitch Perfect in it. It does, yeah. Uh, what is yeah. his name? Skylar Aston. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah good. I like him. It's a really nice show. And, you know, I, I there's a ton of shows that, like, when we're done today, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, on this one, on this one, on this one. But I tried to give a little flavor of different genres, everything from docu to reality to, you know, whatever, of kind of the good things in 2020. Yeah. Do you have any that are on your to watch list? Because oh, yeah. I got a couple. The flight attendant. Oh, that was my first one. Oh, really? I want to watch Kelly Coco. He, you end of sentence, huh? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um. She was on Dax's podcast, and so I listened to that episode a couple months back. And um, the way she talked about how the show opens is very. That's what intrigued me because it's kind of almost like a thriller type yeah she basically the premise is she wakes up in a hotel room she's a flight attendant with a dead body yes yep yeah so I'm super that's excited. the premise as i know it that's all i know about it yes. and i'm in yeah yep um so i'm super pumped to watch that what do you have i want to watch the stand uh stephen king um i like horror stuff i like dark stuff uh i want to watch big sky I was going to, you know, it's funny you brought that up. I was going to ask you if you've seen Big Sky because I feel like it's something we both should be watching, but we haven't. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't seem like it's up our alley. I watched The Outsider. That didn't really make okay. my list. So here's what's funny about that is I never fucking read, but I don't even know. The beginning of the year, I decided I would read and somehow I picked that book, not even knowing it was going to be made into a miniseries. So I read the whole fucking book and then a couple months later, out comes the miniseries. Very random. Um, I started it. I I already know what happens because I read the book. I will finish it, but you know, it's like whatever. Would you didn't care for it? I mean, it's all good. I mean, they act. They has good actors in it and stuff. Like, yeah, I just wasn't crazy about it. But I don't know. Teach their own. It wasn't bad by any means. It just didn't leave an impression on me. Like the Hunters was supposed to be like this big, huge Amazon Prime show, um, and it was fucking stupid to me. Oh, I didn't even make it through it. Um. 
Little fires everywhere. I mean, that's on a lot of people's lists. I don't really. Have. Why didn't I say that one? That's good. See, I was no, trying I to give a variety of stuff. Um, it's good. It's a very good. It's limited, so you'll love that because you only got to be dedicated for a handful of episodes. Um, it's I don't know. It's got a really good story to it, and it kind of leaves you wanting more. The new Save by the Bell. Oh God, let's talk about it. I'm here for it. I just haven't got around to it yet. No, Joe. I don't. I, I'll watch it because I got to watch it. But but it has a lot of the same cast, and now they work at the school. It's awesome. It looks ridiculous. Let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. It, it's probably going to suck, but like, I'm to here it. to see it. I have to watch it. Like, that was on my. You know what bothers me? Was... They're dying Mark Paul Gossler and on an older gent. Like, the blonde doesn't work on him because he's not a blonde. It worked when he was 16, but he looks ridiculous now with it dyed. Yeah. Okay, they made a show out of the movie Snowpiercer, which sucked. Why? I didn't know that. Um, I did kind of watch Hightown. That's about Provincetown, P-Town. Oh, okay. About drugs, drugs in P-Town. I started, but I only had like a Wait. like a free trial of Showtime, so I got to go back and watch it. Is that kind of framed around when they did that Cape Cod um, drug documentary? I no, it, oh. no, this is an actual show, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, that, there was someone from like my school that was on that. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I want to watch the show uh, Ratched okay. on Netflix. Has a woman from um, American Horror Story in it. So you know what Ratched is, though, right? Yeah, it's a girl in a wheelchair and. No, 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 no. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. You ever seen it? Uh, Jack Nicholson, a young Jack Nicholson. No, I never saw that. Okay, but the I know whole... it's like. The whole thing is Nurse Ratched that she's in the movie and she's like this shit nurse. So they made a series, you know, 40 years later that's supposed to be based around her. Oh, okay. You should know that going into it. I just want to give you that. Um, I did, well, I've, I've only done one episode of it so far. It reminds me very much of American Horror Story. Uh, I want to see Away. It's a story about the female astronaut. Oh, no, I don't even think I know that one, Joe. Um, Hillary Swank. You know what seems to have a compelling storyline, but I will not watch it because the camera looks like I don't like it. And there's too many British people, which is the stranger. The stranger. <sighs> British people don't bother me. So like, I'll watch it. Absolutely. That's like the Ripper with me. Like it's so heavy on the accent. I don't know if I want to watch it. But And it's, and also is filmed in such a way that it seems like a British show. I don't know how to describe that. I can just tell like visually by it, but um, it's basically like this guy and his wife and a stranger comes up and tells them something about the wife. I know I'm not describing it in the best possible way, but it just seemed interesting. And then when I started looking more into it, I was like, I don't think I could do it. So I was hoping somebody else maybe had seen it and could guide me on that. The third day I want to watch, but I will tell you, Space Force is by far the worst show I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, I couldn't. I but because I hadn't heard anybody give it any acclaim, I was like, I don't know if I should even look at it because usually people will, you know, make memes about it or this or that, and I it was like radio silence about it. So yeah, it was not good. But um, last thing I want to say is I fell in love with a show called Nightfall. If you're into Game of Thrones, if you're into The Last Kingdom. 
which obviously, if you haven't heard of The Last Kingdom, what are you doing? Elon Musk just tweeted about The Last Kingdom today. He was like, guys, you got to watch it, um, which is pretty funny because like he doesn't do anything pop culture. Uh, but Nightfall needs to be brought back. And I'm going to lead that charge. I've made it my my goal in life, my, my life's purpose. How, um, <laughs> Joe, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Tiger King as a 2020 wrap up. Oh, okay. We have to, I like... was hoping to, I was hoping to gloss over this part of my life because I was in a dark pit of despair when lockdown have... first started <laughs> and I got so deep in Tiger King. I don't know if I would ever come out. I think, we... I think we all did. And we can't close this year out without talking about Tiger King and it's sheer insanity. And if you are listening to this and have not watched it, you must pause where you are right now and go consume those, you know, eight episodes or whatever it is, because it's total fucking nuttiness. Do you know, like the Carol Baskins killed him, <laughs> wife smacked him. You know, I sang that until like last week. It's so insane. She was on Dancing with the Stars this season, and I just like felt so sorry for her. And like, I know you felt so. She killed her husband. Well, not not for that reason. I mean, because of her lack of dance skill. But but I'm telling you, lack of just general awareness for life. That fucking show is like unlike anything you've ever seen. And now, like. I literally tried to black it out of my my brain. It's like PTSD from like when I was like, I'm never getting out of my house. Everything's worse. Let's just break down what was going on at that time. That was when COVID was like so unknown and they're locking us all in and nobody can go to work and like you're barely showering. And then out comes this fucking docu-series called Tiger King about a guy with two husbands who takes care of tigers and is in prison for murder for hire. Like, it's just, I just, <laughs> like that fucking series encapsulates our, our lives of this year. That fucking nuttiness. It gives you a high. Literally. Like for your brain. When you're watching. <laughs> it replaces what was happiness. What was just like endorphins that your brain gives off. It's It replaces it with redneck tiger king. Yes. With... <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> There's a one-armed person. There's a person that lost an arm and went back to work like the next day. What is going yeah. on? They chopped that arm off and he said, sew it up and send me back. <laughs> like, There's Joe, so much footage too. You're like, how do they have so much footage? Of all footage. <laughs> Unbelievable. They didn't even need I 90% even watched of the After interview. Tiger King special. Oh, I with did. the dude from the soup. You think I didn't fucking watch that? Of course I did. I have watched everything and they're all on, they can do cameos for you if you want. And the boyfriend got his teeth fixed. Looks completely fucking different. (laughs) Dude, this is, we, this year has been going on since the beginning of time. And Tiger King is the pinnacle. I, my, my brain cannot process it still. It's still like, so think of it as the, 
the USPS right now. They have 10 billion packages and only like three are getting through a day. That's my brain. My brain doesn't want to process Tiger King yet. It just keeps getting bounced to the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Bounced to the end of the line. Like my brain just is like, you, you're going to need a therapist to talk about yeah. what your life was like then. We're scarred. Because I just found out my wife's pregnant, lost my job. My grandmother died. I was in, I got super sick. I got, it was just a flu. I already. It wasn't the got, COVID. Don't worry. It wasn't the COVID. I already got the, the after test to see if I had it, like antibodies. I thought I was dying. Like my whole world was crumbling. And out of the blue came Tiger King. Yeah. Just to scoop you up and do its warm embrace. And like Joe and I started this podcast really like, we didn't start it because of the pandemic. We actually started it before the pandemic, not knowing. And I was going to go out there and visit Joe when all of a sudden crash, bang, boom, Boston's got 40 cases, 40 cases at that time. And I was like, too many can't come. Now it's yeah. like- <laughs> we were going to sit and just record for like eight hours a day. Yeah. Like we're just, we were just going to bang out like video and audio yeah. and do like we so much shoot. content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to do a photo shoot yeah. for us and everything. It was um, banana land what, what happened. It's great. Let me tell you a little. Uh, my New Year's Eve tradition is typically to we're have. We haven't even had a year of doing this yet. Oh, no. We have 4,000 Instagram followers. We've made podcast magazines top twenty five, top 50. It's fucking absurd. We're, I just found out today we're number 12 in India last week. Yeah. It's crazy. What, what, what is this world? Why are you, I'm like, like, I was going to say, my New Year's tradition, New Year's Eve tradition is to have seafood and watch the Twilight Zone marathon. I don't need to watch it this year because I lived the fucking Twilight Zone. Did you watch the new ones with Jordan Peele? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Did you? No, okay, good. I didn't either. I wonder how they are. Maybe I should watch those. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that can be your thing for New Year's. You can report back. Yeah, this is, yeah, it has definitely been a Twilight Zone year. And <laughs> just going through all this, I can't believe this much has happened in the time. Unreal. It hasn't even been a year yet, but we love you guys. And thanks for coming to this retrospective with us. Uh, make sure to follow along on uh, Spoil Everything Pod on Instagram. Uh, I'm choosing what we're doing next because we just did Army Wives and uh, it sucked. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. this episode will come out. <laughs> this episode there will come out before so Army Wives, but enthusiasm. I, I mean, the first episode I did the voices and everything, and the second episode it it just sucked my soul out of me. Mm-hmm. It's like this is stupid. Why am okay. I doing this? It's Joe's um, pick next. It's my pick next. I'm gonna think I'm think long and hard and try to get something really good for the next week. So thanks for coming. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year.